My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hi there, and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and I'm here with Libby Supan. The, uh, she is a licensed therapist and certified intuitive eating coach. Uh, today, we're talking about not only, you know, uh, some of the challenges that come along with um, eating and body image and um, all the just physical challenges that come with being a spiritual being, but we're also talking about how we can work on helping ourselves in order to help other people more. Because one thing I know a lot of my listeners, listeners struggle with is this kind of feeling that you have to give up of yourself or change yourself or be different somehow to make other people comfortable or to help them or to even follow a calling. So, you know, it gets bigger and bigger, the, the more you zoom out on it. So, uh, Libby's going to talk about that today. And we're going to talk about some of her personal challenges with that and, um, get you guys some, some advice and some inspiration to help you kind of deal with what you're dealing with right now. So welcome Libby. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, today's Wednesday and it's sunny out. So it's a good day so far. Nice. Sunny over there in California. Mm-hmm. I love that. Good. Does it get cold over there in California in the winter? So I'm going to say this with, you know, take it with a grain of salt. I think it's freezing right now. <laughs> it's been so cold. It's in the sixties during the day, which is pretty dang cold for us. For and this, <laughs> yes. And then it, uh, this morning when I went out on a walk, it was 42 degrees. So yes, I think it's cold, but to most people in the world, I think they think I'm ridiculous, but yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Libby. <laughs> it's yeah. When you're from a sunny place, it's like, Whoa, what are you talking about? It's all about yeah. reference point. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, let's talk about what you do to serve people, you know, as a, as a licensed therapist, there's a, a certain level of service. And then as a coach, you know, kind of share what your mission is with both of those things and, and what you'd like people to know about you. Yeah. So, okay. So your question was how I serve people, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So I guess the, a little backstory before I get into that is the reason why I do this is because, um, I had a horrible eating disorder for most of my life. And I, I really did think I was not going to make it. I thought I was going to die from it. And so I kind of always made a promise to myself that, if I, like, if a miracle happens and I actually get better, like I have to then help other people. And so that's what I did. And so, yeah, like basically my, my whole like life's passion is to help as many people as possible heal their relationships with food and their body. And so, you know, eating disorders, disordered eating, emotional eating, compulsive overeating, bad body image, um, all of that, all of those, all of those types of, um, topics, um, is what I like to help people with. I love that. Yeah. And I, I love that you're an intuitive eating coach. I know I've, I've read the book intuitive eating. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. What's the difference between mindful eating, intuitive eating Mm -hmm. and dieting. 
Yes. Okay. So mindful eating and intuitive eating are very similar, but here's like where I think the difference is. There's so much um, that goes into intuitive eating and not to like overcomplicate it, but there it's quite nuanced. I'm sure, you know, you read the book and with mindful eating, it's maybe more simplified. So mindful eating is actually part of intuitive eating where intuitive eating isn't part of mindful eating. Hmm. Got it. So mindful yeah. eating is just, um, if, if some, so when a client who doesn't really struggle with disordered eating or an eating disorder, and they just really want to, you know, have a healthier relationship with food, I'll, I'll usually start with mindful eating because it's a little more simplified. And sometimes people don't need all of intuitive eating because maybe they're are already intuitively eating at some degree. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know, um, you know, I've shared in, in my book and with my clients and a lot of people know my story of being a, a food addict. That's how I identify it. And just, mm-hmm. you know, numbing out, numbing out, numbing out and, you know, yeah. way too much food at every portion. Yes. I mean, to the point where it hurt and I'm like, why did oh. I do that? But in the moment yeah. it was just so good. Um, and then, you know, after a while, of course, it gets to that point where you know that you're just hurting yourself and, and the pleasure isn't even there anymore. And, and right. for me, it was very much um, a, a denial of my intuition that said, hey, yeah. if you want to be healthy and you want to feel good, this is what you have to give up to balance and yeah. not, not really and like willfully <laughs> saying, yeah. no, I'm going to do what I want. So yeah. how often do you see that kind of thing? And I know there's different levels of eating disorders. There's, you know, totally. purging, there's, um, you know, right. anorexia, but what's the common thread through all of that when it comes to denial of intuition? Um, okay. Before I go there, one thing I just want to say is mm-hmm. everyone is so individualized and you know, I used to call myself a sugar addict. I was certain I was like addicted to sugar. So like, um, anyways, we all have different, I am saying this because I'm a little bit hesitant. I don't want people to take what I say, uh, out of context. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of times what happens is people that are more restrictive with food will take something I might suggest to somebody who binge eats. And that's not what, uh, is, uh, mm. uh, accurate or needed. So it's a little bit um, different. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing from this is like, uh, what, whatever I'm sharing today is not therapy. If you have any kind of struggles with like food or eating disorders, please like seek professional help. But, um, okay. And then if you could ask your question again, sure. Just wondering in your experience, what's the, the kind of thread in terms of intuitive eating that kind of stretches across all of that? Like when, when anyone is out of balance, with yes. the, with the food that they're eating and they're not feeling good in their body yeah. and their experience of life is suffering because yes. of their relationship yes. with food. How would you say that they're like either denying their intuition or not acknowledging it? Um, yeah, that kind of thing. Great question. Okay. So this is kind of how I see it. So I think of like eating as one of the very core basic functionalities of a human being, like breathing air, going to the bathroom. And so at some point when you stop trusting yourself with how to feed yourself and how to eat. So let's say you go on your first diet and now you're automatically using these food rules. So, which means, you know, you no longer trust yourself. So when you can't trust yourself to feed yourself, which is like a human basic, like functionality type thing, how can you trust yourself in other aspects of your life? So like I can speak for myself in my own experience. And I didn't know what was happening during the time because I was in it 
it was, everything was subjective. I had no kind of objective uh, way to look at things at that, at that time. I was, became so very codependent. And I mean, I was codependent before and this just like made it so much bigger, but I had to go to everyone to get opinions. And what do you think? And is this what I should do? And do I do this? Do I do that? Okay. Do I do A, B, C, D? Um, I, I'm not sure how to navigate this. And it just was crazy, crazy making. So it's, yeah, it's like once you can trust yourself again to feed yourself, it's kind of like your world just opens up and it's not right away. It takes time. But like, even as I continue and I continue to get old, older and grow, things just continuously like open up for me. And it's things that I wouldn't have known before, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like you can't know what you don't know, but once you know it, you can't unknow it yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're totally right. You've described that really beautifully, that lack of trust in self, you know, yeah. and I, I never thought about it that, that way before, but yeah, it, it really is that very basic. If I can't trust myself to, you know, just meet my basic needs in a balanced way, right. how can I trust myself to make any other decisions? And that was something I struggled with too. And, and I also help people with that. So it's really yeah. interesting to hear that connection because it makes total sense to me. Yeah. And, and so, you know, now fast forward all these years, you know, you've recovered, you're helping people mm-hmm. with the very same things you struggled with now, sort of what would you say are your biggest challenges in terms of those co- codependent tendencies to, mm. to ask for permission or, or maybe even to eliminate, like to recognize that relationship and then to put a boundary on it so that it doesn't hold you back anymore. You know, cause yeah. I'm, I'm very aware of those when that happens. Um, yeah. and it's, it's a whole challenge in, it, in and of itself. So what's going on for you, um, yeah. that lately? Okay. So I think I can answer this in like two, like two ways. So like the work side and then personal side. Mm-hmm. So with work, how like the codependency aspect can kind of like the thing I still struggle with today is knowing my place and knowing when to stick in my lane and not try to do it for them or Mm -hmm. fix them or, um, you know, provide more than what's actually needed more than what they can contain in this moment. Um, because I can't fix it for them. I can't do it for them. And I, I want to, I, I, I mean, like the codependent in me wants to, um, but that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. So I still struggle with sometimes not really boundaries, but sometimes I do have to kind of like, I mean, the client wouldn't know, but like, I have to catch myself like, okay, like I sent, I sent one email with like lots of information and I, I can wait until they respond. I don't need to give them all the things, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I think that's kind of how it shows up in work um, and in many other ways as well, but that's just one little example. And then in my life, um, so yeah, I think so much has changed, especially in the last three years in the pandemic, because what happened for me was, so I was and am a person who is single and lives alone. And before the pandemic, i never even thought about that. It just was. And then the pandemic happened. And then I was like, almost this like forced to really be alone and really look at myself Mm -hmm. and really look at all things, all relationships, family, friendships, acquaintances, colleagues, coworkers. And I cannot tell you how much has changed in my life because I've changed. 
because I could actually start seeing things for what they really were. Cause I almost like kind of like when you go to treatment for whatever it is, an eating disorder, substance abuse, and you're taken out of that toxic environment. And then you can actually see objectively like, oh, that's what was going on. So when I go back to my toxic environment, this is how I need to change it. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where I was like forced into this, like, wow, this place of me having to look at everything in my life and things are very different. I have a lot less people in my life, a lot less friends and acquaintances, and that's okay because it was needed that Mm -hmm. I didn't know it. So, you know, it's, I I guess the way I, I struggle with it today is, you know, kind of this being in this transition period of knowing that what is happening is needed and is self-love and self-care for me, but also the pain, you know, the pain of feeling so sad for my younger self and how I let people treat me Yeah, and trying not to get into the loophole of resentment or anger with the other person. Cause I have to remind myself, Hey, you know what? I showed them how they can treat me. So like, that's on, you know, that, that I'm responsible for that. So I think the way I kind of look at it now is just, you know, I just have a lot of compassion for my younger self and that I didn't know. I didn't know any different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know if that answers the question. It yeah. does. It absolutely does. That process of forgiveness can take a while and yeah. it can be multifaceted and, mm-hmm. you know, especially when, you know, and it's like one step at a time, you, you start recovering from one thing and then realize the dominoes start to fall. And I'm sure that your stress is relieved because you've got these people out of your life and those patterns aren't taking up all of your time and energy anymore. Yes. But But, it, it was just so interesting because it's like, here I am, like not in any way of being arrogant, but like, here I am, I'm this professional person. I'm a licensed therapist. I'm doing all these things, helping people, you know, as much as I can. And then for this pandemic to happen and then to be in this like storm of it all while I'm continuing to be this professional helping other people, but all this stuff happening for me and just really seeing, yeah, just the, how much I wasn't aware of before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it, it's different. I think, it, I think it brought a lot of people very present and that was the gift in it. If we took yeah. it and kept it. <laughs> totally. I <laughs> agree. To really yeah. say like. Hey, okay. This is a kind of weird situation, but it really did help us catch up with ourselves and, and our, mm-hmm. and our inner child self, uh, you know, yes. I think, you know, and actually I've just pulled a few cards for you to take a look at, you know, your current Perfect. situation and kind of what to be thinking about as you go forward. And, yeah. and, and I do pull the inner child card as one of the obstacles. And that's that being home alone or being home with family, and that's the, that's a different kind of person than is out in the work world, nine to five. Like you, we have yeah. all the parts of ourselves that yes. sort of take care of things in life. But when we're stuck at home with ourselves, we almost mm. come home to ourselves. And when we come home without all that busyness, it's like, okay, what's there. Yeah. And I feel for you that, that you discovered your higher calling even mm-hmm. to a greater degree mm-hmm. and realized how important it is that you exercise your power, find it for real so that you can literally use your light to light other lights, like the candle that gets passed through the congregation or whatever, you know, like Mm -hmm. the ceremony or the vigil. It's like, here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to not shine brighter than anybody, but I am going to help those who are in my space 
be able to do that. So, you know, I feel like there's a couple of things going on there. It's really important for you to acknowledge that you are being your true self by shining your light, but there may be some overlap. Uh, Well, you mentioned it earlier. So, so I'll I'll disclose that, but it's coming up again, that overlap of wanting to do it for others. Mm instead uh-huh. of like, this is for me, this is for me to live the life that I, that I dreamed of living of, mm-hmm. yes, it's about helping others, but also what's going on in my personal life. And yeah. it's okay to ask for that. So what's going on about that? Where kind of yeah. manifesting your personal ideals. Yeah. So I, I, it's, yeah. Um, it's hard to know like what's changed because I'm me, but like, <laughs> I guess one thing is like, I'm, I've kind of come to the place where why can't I be successful? And I mean, in so many different ways, like with my clients, with making more income, with being more impactful, with, wait, why can't I live in a place where I want? Why can't I move to another city? Why can't I live in that fancy high rise? Like who says I can't? They did. Or like a big thing I've also noticed is, um, because everything, you know, closed down, everything's online, social media, like it was just a big digital technology storm in my world when all this happened. But I've really been into like more social media for like professional stuff, not social, not like personal, but um, really watching and following people um, who are doing similar things to me. They're dietitians or therapists or coaches, like helping people help their relationships with food and stuff. And seeing just like how successful they are and like how they give their messages and their videos or their posts or whatever, and like going to their websites and just seeing like all these people doing all these things. And, you know, for like, I think maybe the first year, so maybe in 2020, I kind of looked at it like, well, that's them. Like, that's not me. Like, that's not for me. I, that, that won't happen for me. And I've come to this place like this last year and I'm like, no, it actually is going to happen for me. It's just a matter of like, who's going to help me get there and when. Yeah, exactly. Yes. You, you've got the vision clear because this vision yeah. is coming from your higher self, your guides, your higher spirit, your higher power. You know, it's yeah. all connected to me. It's all the same thing. It's just totally. like, wh- where do you want to identify that voice coming from? But it's all the same higher voice. Yeah. So you definitely have got that going on. And, and since you've redefined and changed the story on kind of your giveaway behaviors or your codependent behaviors, you're still kind of in the midst of that. And there are some mm-hmm. that are lingering. Yeah. And so it is about um, continuing to take, take steps despite that, but managing to keep your energy clear and stay in yeah. balance so that you don't overwork yourself or overextend yourself. And I feel like that is, that does have to do with any kind of like shiny object syndrome of yes. like, listen to me, this, I've got the plan. I've got the plan because for you, it will be a very intuitive plan. And it's going to like, you already have the knowledge that you need. You don't mm-hmm. need a whole lot other than confidence and maybe a little strategy. So right. seeing through the illusion of that world is exactly mm-hmm. what's, what's really going to be impacting you coming up here in the next year, uh, next mm-hmm. few months, let's say next few months. Um, yeah. and, and the, the current, you know, your current environment is you are, you are wiser than you give yourself credit for. Mm. You feel that? I, I, I want to say, I, I know. And then the codependent part of me is like, no, 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 but I know. <laughs> Yeah, no, don't shine a spotlight on my good parts. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm terrible. I must earn your respect. No, you are wiser than you let yourself yeah. be. And when you really show up that way, um, 
you know, with humor is great. Um, connecting with people is great, but like, you know, share your, the down low. I feel like when you really yeah. go there and, and show up as like, look, I know this, I know this journey and here's how, not only how I can help you, but how I can, I see you. There's a certain, yeah. there's an intuitive, um, spiritual maturity that you have that other therapists do not have. Mm-hmm. So I do see mm-hmm. that in the cards, not just making that up to make you feel good. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention, um, you know, not to, uh, I don't know, give a negative like stereotype of therapist, but man, our therapists quite judgy and I'm very careful with who I share certain mm-hmm. things with. So like the spirituality stuff, I do not talk about with most people. So mm-hmm. it's really refreshing to come here and it's, <laughs> such an open, safe, intuitive place to talk about it with. But mm-hmm. yeah, I got, I started getting into energy healing. Um, I think it's been a little bit over a year now. And it's every time I think about it, I talk about it. I'm in our sessions. I just, I can't stop smiling. It's been one of the most impactful things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's really some there, we are a mind, body and spirit. So, yes. you know, there are certain things only a medical doctor can help with some things only yep. a therapist can help with, but there are some things only a spiritual coach can help with or spiritual practice can help with. So mm-hmm. it's, it's really um, honoring all of them. And, and that's, I feel like we're in this place in, in life and as a humanity where we're figuring that out, but it's a long, slow yep. process. So each one of us that stands up for that and not in the, and I, I don't want to, you know, bad talk, woo woo, you know, <laughs> There's a lot of woo-woo out there. And yes, it's, there uh, is. Feel good. Somebody said, oh, it's like high-fiving God, you know, or high-fiving <laughs> your spirit guides. Woo-hoo, yeah. so good right now. But, you know, it's like, but the real spiritual path is messy. It's dirty. It has, it, it does have psychological aspects. It does have physical aspects when we're yeah. really utilizing that guidance to understand, yes, we came here, say, say we are star seeds that came here to change the world. It's not just knowing that that changes it. It's actually and taking that brilliance that we came in with and sharing it with others and getting grounded mm-hmm. in that. And I, I think that's the message that I'm getting for you is like mm-hmm. shedding your old self that hid that yes. away because other people were uncomfortable with it and make sure yeah. that you show up with it. <laughs> I just got goosebumps. Absolutely. Oh, I love yeah. the goosebumps. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so really going ahead, um, there's a fear that, that your hopes and fears are based around letting yourself be who you really are and showing up that way with intention and speaking your truth. The fear is I'm going to get shut down. So I would be thinking mm-hmm. about, and you, you can share that about that right now, or you can just take that with you. Like, where were you shut down in the past? Uh, was it society? Was it family? Was it someone mm-hmm. else that, that just said, you know what, just you're too young to know that, you know, you haven't been here long enough, or maybe it's the burning fear, what I call the burning fear where we have other lifetimes where we remember being persecuted for just knowing stuff, just being wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's something there for you about a fear of being seen for your yeah. true wisdom. So be, you know, do you know what, where that's landing? Yeah. I mean, if I, yeah, if I'm ho- hopefully I'll um, answer this to where it makes sense, but I think like my old self back then, like trying to think about it, um, and look at it objectively. I think I showed the world a different version of myself because of who I thought I needed to be, because of who I thought people wanted me to be, whether that was accurate or not. And so I did a lot. I mean, when I say a lot, I mean a lot, lot, lot of people pleasing, Mm -hmm. codependency. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and doing things out of obligation when I never needed to, but I didn't know any of this was happening. But like, yeah, I think I used to think I was too much. So I wouldn't, I would just kind of go along with things, you know, like agree. I don't want to have any conflict. I was super anti-political. Um, I didn't really pay attention to, I don't know. I, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but I was so focused on my internal world in a not good way. So I'm probably not saying this correctly, but like internal world externally, meaning like I was so focused on everything external without realizing and not necessarily like my body image or appearance, but more just like who I thought I was in the world. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I've come to the point where, Hey, you know what? Like just because I'm invited to something and I have an anxiety of like, I, there's part of me that does want to go, but I know that there's going to be people at this event that I actually have had trauma with in the past. I don't, I no longer have to put myself in those situations and play nice Amen. and go home crying at night. And That's this is right. like very recent, you know? Yeah. And so I've just come to the place where it's like, nope, my biggest job is protecting myself and keeping myself safe. And if my truth I, I will say my truth in the kindest way possible, but like, if that's not okay with you, it, you know, like it, it just, it is what it is. That, yep. That's me. That's you. And it's, it, yeah. And I think that goes back to the theme of the show. Helping me means I can help you. So yeah. whether that means in that moment, we don't have to be tied in this kind of unconscious battle of who's superior, who's right or wrong. So I'll release you from that, but also it helps you help other people because you're not involving your energy in that. And I think people, we tend to forget, well, people, I'm, I'm people too. We forget Mm -hmm. about that when we get involved in our fears and our, um, you know, social anxieties, and we're not working on healing them directly, but we're making them more about us than about just the pattern. Um, then we, we can't really be in that space, that helpful space to really help ourselves heal and help others heal. So I think that's important. And and as for your, your way forward, it's going to be very unique. It's going to be a hybrid. You know, you have Mm -hmm. the, the history as a therapist, the experience, the education, but the way that you want to help people is very unique. And I can see it, you know, you being a coach in in a way that is in a broader spectrum. Um, I know Mm -hmm. you have goals of going worldwide. I can certainly see that it's whatever your vision is um, in, in, in making sure you get there in a way that is in alignment with you. Yes. And that feels good because any yeah. other way is you're just going to give up and you're not going to yeah. use your, your skills <laughs> that you mm-hmm. learned. So, so make sure you get really complete about that in the coming year and um, kind of create a new vision for what it is that you want. I feel your old vision is maybe a little expired and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll need to go in and create a new, whether you do vision boards or just a journal or just imagining mm-hmm. it. And really asking your intuition, again, that higher self, that higher voice, what is it that I want? What is it that I, I'm supposed I'm supposed to, I don't like that word supposed to, but what am I called to do? What are you asking me right. to do now? Yeah. Instead of like, what do I want? Because what I want is the, the return. Like uh-huh. there is kind of like, if you serve people, if you serve the spiritual side of people, the higher guides and the higher spirit seems to have this way of, well, here's a life that you really like, like here's mm. happiness and, and, you know, mm. because you're in, in alignment with what you do and you're serving your purpose. So there's no shame in asking for that. I think that yeah. being able to receive it is the challenge, but there's yeah, no shame in asking and receiving that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome.
beautiful touching in with your energy. I see you're, you're up to beautiful, big things and already up to big, beautiful things, doing the thing, the work that you do. So, so as far as, um, where people can find you, um, your telehealth only, I think you mentioned, so, you know, people all over California can work with you as a therapist and people all over the world can work with you as a coach. Is that right? Correct. So yeah, I am licensed in California as a therapist. So therapy clients, um, California, well, so basically the client I'm working with has to be um, physically located in California during our sessions. You don't actually have to reside in California. And then, yeah, coaching worldwide. And in the very near future, I will, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm going to have some kind of, I don't know if I, if it will be considered or called coaching, but some kind of like group coaching type of program for like food freedom, intuitive eating, something like that. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Well, I, I took a peek at your Instagram and you've got some really fun videos on that. <laughs> Great daily reminders. So you guys, if you're dealing with any kind of eating disorders or just looking for some support with that, check out Libby on Instagram, where else can they find you? Yeah. So I do most of my activity over on TikTok, and my name is Libby and food freedom on Instagram. I believe it's just Libby Supan, my name, and then Facebook it's Libby Supan, but basically you could find me anywhere. If you just put in Libby Supan or Libby Supan finding food freedom. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been a great conversation and great energy. Thank you so much, Molly. I loved being here. I'm really glad that you invited me. Oh, you're so welcome. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, Book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.